Welcome to the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast. I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. Just like you, I'm an independent retail business owner. I love the home decor and gift boutique I co-own with my sister, but I don't want it to consume me or my life. Join me each week as I share lessons learned, helpful tips, and valuable information for your retail business and life. Whether you're buying your products or making your products, whether you're a 25K business or a $2.5 million business, I'm on a mission to help indie retailers work less, profit more, and grow. Let's get started on today's episode. Welcome to episode 203 of the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast entrepreneurial TV shows inspiring me right now. I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. So I am recording this podcast episode in December. It is going to publish on January 11th. So I am working a few weeks ahead. But I want to mention this because if tickets are still available to my social hour event in Atlanta during America's March, I want you to grab a ticket so that you can join us. You can grab these tickets online in my online shop at SavvyShopkeeper.com. We'll also link it in the show notes for this episode. And this episode you'll find at SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash episode 203. So today's episode is a fun one. And I'm doing this because after the holiday season ends, we shift into planning and goal setting mode for our businesses. Some of us start that in November of December of the previous year, but a lot of store owners, especially as I start to train you to work way further ahead than you think, you might start doing that now. And sometimes we're looking for motivation and inspiration during these goal setting and planning times. And sometimes we're looking for a bit of a break for our brains. And for me, this comes in the form of binging TV shows. (laughs) That is my guilty pleasure. Now you all know. Wherever you are in this new year journey, I thought it would be fun to share three TV shows that really inspired me as an entrepreneur in 2023. Like I really could not watch these seasons and episodes fast enough. The first one is fiction and the next two are docu-series based on real live uh, entrepreneurs and business owners. And you might be wondering, like, why would I share a fiction show with you? I found it really interesting and very relatable. And the name of the show is The Bear. The Bear is fiction and based on the story of a chef who inherits his brother's restaurant business after his brother passed away. Now, it is an FX series, and I think it's only available on Hulu, but you're all resourceful and you can Google it. The Bear, B-E-A-R. Now, a restaurant isn't exactly retail, but it is a brick and mortar business. And actually in Master Shopkeepers, we have a few coffee cafe shops in our mastermind. So again, this is going to be relatable. And it really was for me. Um, Finances, determining what your customers love and what they don't love, hiring and managing teams, the stress of running a business, trying to pay vendors, or rent when cash flow crunches occur. All of this stuff happened in this uh, in this storyline. So many relatable moments. If you're in Master Shopkeepers, you often hear me talk about big paper or big paper sessions where I use oversized sticky notepads to get 
big thoughts or ideas out of my head and into action. It is one of my favorite exercises. We'll link these 25 by 30 pads in the show notes, just in case you're wondering what it is, what it looks like, but I talk about it all the time. It's one of my favorite business exercises to do is to unpack my brain. But big paper sessions are incredibly helpful to entrepreneurs because we do store so much in our brains. There's so much value in getting these thoughts and ideas out of our heads and onto paper. I always have aha moments and some big realizations when I do these big paper sessions. Clearly, I just keep talking about big paper. Well, this isn't a revolutionary practice or idea from me. Lots of store owners or entrepreneurs in general do this in a variety of ways. So it's no surprise that in two of the three shows I'm sharing about today, I witnessed versions of big paper sessions and the bear was one. The main character, Carmen, and one of the other lead characters, I can't remember who it was, but they did a big paper session at a really pivotal point for the restaurant. And I won't share more because I'm not going to spoil anything. I don't want to ruin anything about the storyline for you. I'm not that person where you're like saying, Kathy, don't say anything else. Don't share anything else. One disclaimer I have about this show is that it can be emotionally triggering. One episode in particular felt very manic and incredibly stressful. So I will caution you about this. You might want to watch some of the episodes in the series in chunks of small time rather than all at once. That's my tip for you. I know I had to. No judgment, no big deal. It's just what worked for me. Um, But it's not enough for me to tell you, I guess it's not enough, at least like the emotionally triggering episodes. Those aren't enough for me to tell you not to watch this series. It's really good. And I have to say on a different note that the acting is incredible. One other interesting bit, there's a theme song that really stood out to me, so much so that I had to Google it and I added it to one of my Spotify playlists. It's called New Noise. It's by a Swedish punk rock band called Refused. The song is a powerful anthem that like really digs into like themes of rebellion, resistance, and the pursuit of change. And sometimes that applies to running a small business. We'll link it in the show notes, but I'll let you know now that it's most likely not a song you might think I'd love. It's punk and it's hard punk. And I do love it. This is the kind of song that fuels me like if I'm in the gym, if I'm on a mission, if back in the day I was running 5Ks and 10Ks and I really wanted to finish strong. It's one of those where I'm working out and I want to sweat my butt off. It's just one of those songs. So don't be surprised when you hear it. You're like, really, Kathy? (laughs) Anyhow, that's two, two things I mentioned to you today that reveal a little bit more about me. I remember years ago when my husband learned I love this style of music, and I don't listen to it all the time, only like at the appropriate times. He was shocked. It just makes me chuckle some of the things I share on this podcast episode. Again, we'll link the the song in the show notes. All right, so show number two is called The Lost Kitchen. It's a docuseries. I watched this series on Amazon Prime, but I think it could be watched on other platforms too. There are three total seasons so far, and I watched all of them. Aaron French is the owner of The Lost Kitchen. It's a historic mill turned into restaurant, and I don't think Aaron owns the mill. She's the restaurant owner in the mill. 
And it's interesting because the mill is located in Freedom, Maine, and it has a population of only 722 people, I think, or approximately that many. Erin's magic lies in both her branding and in offering exclusivity. And I'll share some more information about this next. Every year, hundreds of visitors from around the world, they make reservations not by phone or email, but by mailing postcards to the Lost Kitchen. And you can only attend dinner at her restaurant if your postcard is pulled and you're contacted by her team. Pretty incredible, right? She has an all-woman team, at least at the last time I watched the series. And in one season, I really appreciated how it focused on Erin stepping into her role as a leader. I see this a lot in Master Shopkeepers right now. And it was clear she had to build this muscle. She had to make improvements and allow herself to become the boss. It's so relatable for many of us. In the most recent season, Erin opened a retail store in the same mill. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is even more relatable. This makes her business really relevant for my recommendations of shows to watch. Whether she had the restaurant only or not, it still would have been relevant. Of course, the shop complements the restaurant. Everything is curated and incredibly on brand. You'll know what I mean when you watch the series. Every decision Erin and her team make around the brand is very intentional. Nothing seems off-brand at all. She's not focusing on what other people or her competition are doing. She's staying true to her style, her brand, her business, and the overall experience for her visitors. It's all really cohesive. I think this is what initially drew me into the series, and it's what continues to stand out to me, um, aside from just her talent in cooking, obviously. And then show number three is Growing Florette, another docu-series. And it chronicles, the name of the business is Florette. And it's a family-run flower farm located in Washington State, I believe. I watched the series on Amazon Prime, but I think it could be watched again on other platforms like maybe Magnolia and Discovery+. Plus. Because I am answering that question because I know whenever somebody mentions a show to me, like I immediately want to know which platform do I need to go to watch it, right? <laughs> so I'm trying to be helpful. Um, and hopefully that is. So it's they have two seasons so far. And yes, of course, just like the other two shows, I watched and binged all of the episodes. The founders are a wife and husband team, Aaron and Chris, and I don't know how to say their last name, Benzikin maybe? Um, but it really mostly highlights Aaron, the wife. This is another show where a big paper session spoke to my planning heart in the biggest way in one episode. Aaron mapped out a huge plan and vision for a project, and it was on a wall. It wasn't even on big paper. It was on an entire wall in one of her spaces. And I think maybe she even used multiple walls. So to see how her brain worked around her business was really inspiring to me. And then I thought to myself, one day I'm going to do a big paper session on a whole wall and I can't wait. In season two, episode two, Erin said, I love problems. Tell me what you hate. Tell me what's not working. Tell me what's broken. I love the puzzle of it. The challenge. Allow me to get in there and understand it and wrestle with it and solve it. That spoke a lot to me because that's essentially what we're doing as entrepreneurs. 
And I think sometimes we're so stuck in the numbers and so stuck in the products that we're selling or the services that we're offering that we don't realize the magic that we're creating, the service that we're really providing for our customers and the people who shop in our stores and book us for our services. And I wanted to highlight that because she saw that. She sees that's where her magic lies. Now, funny, I just realized that both Growing Florette and The Lost Kitchen, the incredible business owners are both named Aaron. Just a little thing I realized. What I also realized that attracted me to these two women and their businesses is their diversification. You'll see how much they've diversified. Now, they each have their big umbrella brand, but under that umbrella brand are multiple revenue streams. They are examples of scaling retail businesses. And if you go back and listen to episode 175, I shared the difference between a growing and a scaling retail business. These two types of businesses are very different, yet the internet and every article I ever read on the topic of growing versus scaling you, they often use the words interchangeably, but they are very different types of businesses. So in summary, all three of these shows were really enjoyable to me. Yes, it's sometimes stressful and sometimes emotional because when it's relatable, that can trigger some emotion in you. Even the one based on fiction. I didn't, I want to make sure that I mention this. Even though sometimes it, it triggered emotion or maybe I had to watch some of the episodes in smaller chunks, I really worked on not carrying the weight or hardship, hardships of those business owners, right? Like we have our own weight to carry and our own hardships to carry. So watch it with a curious mind, with being willing to learn from their experiences. It's always insightful to see how other people manage entrepreneurship, how they handle the good, the bad, and sometimes the ugly that's being a business owner. It doesn't always mean feel good moments, but I'm okay with that because I learn and grow from it all. So if you found this podcast episode helpful, please share it with a business friend, any business friend, really. Some of the content or a lot of the content I share isn't just retail store specific. And if you can leave me a rating and a review on Apple podcast app, I would really genuinely appreciate it. If you want to see the show notes to this episode or find links to anything I mentioned, you can visit my blog at SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash episode 203. I mentioned a previous podcast episode. I mentioned the big paper pads that I buy for big paper sessions. And then one thing that I want to say is happy binging. You're either going to love me or hate me for this episode. And if you have a favorite entrepreneurial show to share with me, aside from Shark Tank, I do watch that. I probably need to catch up on some of those episodes. Please DM me on Instagram. I'd love to hear and know all about it. Until the next episode, be savvy and boss up. <laughs>